You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, Nate Thomas, and Andy Humfeld is back tonight. I probably forgot who I am. Maybe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's positive they have because <laughs> I've seen a deal on Facebook. Good job, Micah and Nate. Oh, and that was included. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. It's okay. I've been gone. We've been gone a minute. That's all right. I'm excited about today's show because we are sitting on your back deck. Yeah. In your new house. Yep. Outside. I haven't moved in yet, but we're back. We're sitting out here. <laughs> so it's all, you're almost there. It's we're like a week close. away, right? Yeah. Uh, we're outside. It's a gorgeous night. It is. Looking out in the field and just enjoying the weather. And uh, I can see more of this happening. This is nice. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. This is this is nice. So we're enjoying some fresh air, recording a, a fun podcast. Today's guest, we have, um, we're really excited to talk with her, Leanne Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, Leanne is a, a kid. From our area, 15 years old. Yep. Um, and she is a competitive archer. Did I say that right? Archer. Yes. No, 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 er. Archer. archer. And um, one er. She's pretty awesome at it. I'd, I'd say she's all right. I'd say she's yeah. all right. I, I believe we wrote down just a few because we couldn't keep track of all of them. She set, I believe, just this year, set the, a national record at the age of 15. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the NFAA uh, national shoot. So that's, yeah. that's pretty pretty solid. And we're excited to talk to her because, um, yeah, she's got a really cool story of how she got into archery, mm-hmm. um, some changes she made uh, just recently, honestly, in the last year yeah. or so, going from a right-handed shooter to a left-handed shooter. Uh, she talks about that in the show, uh, talks about some of the different things, some of the different competitions she goes to. and Ran through her gear a little bit. Ran through her gear, um, some of the – hopes that she has for herself uh going forward that she hopes to accomplish you know in the near future that um you and i at 15 years old we're probably running around like idiots and not doing cool stuff like this what mom was making for dinner <laughs> how not to get in trouble by dad mm-hmm. and when the next baseball game was that was about it yeah that was that was very similar to my life at the time figuring out how i could stay out later and mm-hmm you know, not do my homework. I think she's figuring out how many targets she can fit into a day. Yeah. So uh, we're excited to have her on today. It's um, it's a really good episode. She does a great job, especially, you know, for being a 15-year-old kid that um, has probably not done a podcast before, I'm guessing. So oh, yeah. she's... She probably wasn't too intimidated. I mean, you're about her size. <laughs> that was a low blow, dude. 
Sorry, sorry. It's probably true though. I haven't been here for so long. I have to catch up, right? Yeah, on you crap. do. Where's the dad? The dad joke then? Oh man, I have to think of one here. Our audience has not had a dad joke in about two months. I'll work on it. Micah doesn't bring the dad jokes. I, which I haven't been I, on I think here. I've tried. I mean, congratulations to Micah. I haven't been on here since Micah had his new little one. Yep, had so a baby that's, that's last week. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we're we're just happy to to kind of be doing a show like this. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we say in the show or during the show, we've had this on our docket uh, for all the listeners. We kind of keep a list of people we'd like to have on um, a running list, and she's been at the top of that list for since we started this podcast and wanting to work it in. So we're excited to have this one today. Um, what episode is this? She will be, I think, episode 52. So this is our one-year anniversary of the very first episode. No, that'd be the next one. This is the fo- this is official no, one first here, year. Actually. Let 52 weeks in a year. So this is the official. This episode will drop on. This is on. the last episode of Would our first year. Would you let me think for a second? Too late. <laughs> this episode will drop on May 4th, I think. We started our podcast on Memorial Day 2020. Okay, so I'm off. So somehow you're a little off, but technically it's that is 52. 52 weeks. So we'll figure it out later. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We really did. And yeah, uh, before we jump into it, um, we wanted to tell everybody we got a um, new partner um, oh, yes. that has just started with us. Um, we're kind of working out everything, and we're excited to say that we are now partnered with Huntworth. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited about this partnership with them, um, mostly because I'm a gear junkie, yeah. especially camo. I own camo from pretty much every company you can think of. Um, I shouldn't have said that. My wife's probably listening. <laughs> Don't look in the closet. <laughs> you know, I, I do have, and what I love about Huntworth stuff is it's it's high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get early season, late season, mid season stuff too. Yep. And they it's not breaking the bank. Exactly. They they gear their stuff toward that Ford, that Chevy, that Dodge truck guy. Your everyday guy and gal. That, got, yeah. yeah. They can you can get yourself outfitted for an entire outfit for you know five hundred bucks total, and you you're, you're talking early season stuff, that's late one, season that's, stuff. That's and one that's, jacket in some of these companies. That's one jacket with some of these companies, that's and right. I've spent that. Yep. Uh, and I do really like that jacket also, <laughs> but. Um, Anyway, so we're excited to have our partnership with Huntworth. Yep. Uh, stay tuned for that. They might be doing some um, promo codes down the road. We haven't yep. figured that out yet. but So check them out, uh, Huntworth Gear. And uh, if you don't have anything else, we will hop into this show with Leanne Drake. Let's talk to Leanne. All right. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us today is Leanne Drake. Leanne, how's it going? Good, how's it going? Good. We are excited to talk to you. Absolutely. We've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Yeah, um, so we're you know we're in the Lafayette County, Missouri area, and uh, we've known about Leanne. Actually, Andy's known Leanne's parents, who are here with us tonight. Yep. They're just not on the show. They're here for moral support. Yep. Um, Andy's known Leanne's parents for quite a while yep. and has known about the stuff that Leanne has been doing. Been kind of following me. Been a fan for a little bit. Been a fan, yeah. yeah. And then through Andy, I've met Christy and um, then kind of heard about what you do. And we're all impressed with what you do. Absolutely. Um, so we decided that we wanted to have you on the show sometime and talk about archery. Because you. you're sort of good at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> So before we get into this, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us uh, where you're from, um, and what is your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors? All right. Well, my name is Leanne Drake. I'm from Lexington, Missouri. And my favorite thing about the outdoors is to hunt and to shoot archery. That's good. I'll, that's I'll a, accept that answer. That's fair enough. I'll accept that's that answer. Enough. What's your favorite thing to hunt? My favorite thing to hunt would have to be white-tailed deer. Fair enough. I was going to say favorite thing to shoot, but she said target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I'll also accept that answer. Okay. You're doing good so far. So for everybody listening, Andy and I might have already mentioned this in our intro, but um, what's so impressive, at least to us, um, me and Andy and, and uh, Micah, who, by the way, said he was sorry you couldn't be here tonight. He's our other host. Um, she what's has a few accolades. She has some accolades. Andy, why don't we run through these right quick? Uh, some of the stuff she's accomplished, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of tell everybody why we're so excited to talk to her. 
Well, I believe this year, Leanne, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, you took first uh, at the national NFAA um, shoot, also setting the youth record. Yes. Um, that was how long? It had been set for quite a while beforehand, right? It had been set since 2004. 2007, my bad. Okay. So, yeah, I told you Dad would have to jump in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's a pretty solid record for a few years there. Uh, that would be 15 years, I think, if my math is – no, it's wrong. It's 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, right. I'm running a podcast. I'm not a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and you also won the, uh, the 2020 NFAA Youth Outdoor uh, Field Shoot. Yes. And then the S3DA National Champion in 2020 – um, and is this in 20 or 2021 that you took first or you won two out of the three Missouri 4-H shoots? That was for 2020. 2020? Yeah. So, so far, I mean, you haven't really got to get started too much in 2021. One, COVID, of course, it runs everything. And then two, I mean, we're, we're just now starting to get into some of probably the big outdoor yes. type events. So, um, one we didn't mention, but you took second in the Vegas shoot, right? Yes. Right. That's now they awesome. did that a little different this year. It was it was virtual, correct? Yeah. Um. There was multiple places held around the United States, and the only things that were held in Vegas were the championship divisions. Okay. So there was a Vegas, but right. And you, I assume the youth division. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if we haven't mentioned this yet, she's she's 15, and I don't know how many I just read off, but that's a, and that's in the last two years. Um. She's she's 15 and would outshoot you and I. Combined? Combined. Yeah. Yeah. We could add our scores together and we'd still lose. We get double the arrows even. Yeah. 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 I'd be carrying our team, but, you know, <laughs> not still that, we'd not get that killed. that bow tank you're shooting. <laughs> let's, let's not even get into that yet. <laughs> so, that you know, that's why we're excited to talk to you. We've, we know how good you've been doing and um, we think it's pretty awesome. We're huge archers ourselves. We love archery, uh, bow hunting. We go to 3D shoots as well. We don't do it. We have a little different competitively, uh, like yeah. you do. Uh, we're we're kind of just doing it to get ready for we hunting know. season and stuff like that. But I mean, you can you can say whatever you want to, say, but we just know we're not going to win. <laughs> I mean, that's basically <laughs> we we just know we're not winning. Yeah, and we're the, we're those guys that show up with their hunting bows and just be like, hey, yeah, I guess you can give me a scorecard. Yeah, yeah. But we just want to shoot. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's plenty of people that we run into that do it that way. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Why don't you kind of tell everybody what it is that got you? When did you get into How'd you get being started? interested in archery? Um, It all started with my dad It all shooting. started when I was 13 years old. <laughs> a full two years ago. <laughs> it all started when my dad was shooting his hunting bow out in the shed, and I spent a lot of time with him while he was doing it. And one day he just put a bow in my hand, a little Walmart bow, mm-hmm. and... It all started there. I didn't start competitively there, but right. I shot, and then I finally finally just fell in love with it. How about how old do you think you were when you started doing that? Um, about ten. Ten or so. That's cool. That's about. I mean, Caden's a what, really itching to. Yeah. What What are those bow. those bows? The the. Um, say the, the bear or something like no, that. It's no, it's the, I'm looking at the elite. Um, no, what, like the Walmart one she's talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bear, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I thought you were L- talking about what bear I was. Little bear or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, thought awesome. you, I thought you were talking about what I was looking at buying Caden. What is that called? Is the, uh, is it the Kuma or something that that's a, that's is adjustable all the way yeah. down? No, not Anyway, no. I know one it's an elite. One. Whatever. Um, it doesn't remember how we told you we might go down into rabbit holes? Into rabbit holes? Yeah. This is one of those we're going into right now. Now, here's something really cool. So, when you started shooting, you started shooting right-handed. Right-handed, yes. Because you write right-handed, you I, do everything I do else everything right-handed. right-handed. As far as you're aware, you're right. right-handed. So as far as you, and did you start shooting competitively right-handed? Yes. All right. So, kind of tell us how it went right-handed as you started, you know, just shooting normally. I'm sure you were decently good at it. And then you started getting competitive and how did things go for you, uh, kind of when you first got going, especially right-handed? And and let's let's clarify here because when I first came to to know and meet Leanne, I want to say maybe four years ago, she was shooting competitively right-handed and already good at it. Mm-hmm. She was still placing, competing, winning events right-handed. So so 
walk us through that and and one you're already competing what took you to the left-handed part so um 2017 2018 i was shooting the nfaa nationals at 10 yards as a cub and everything was going really well i mean i had no problems and then 2019 rolls around and i'm feeling really good about my shooting at home and then i start going to different shoots like national tournaments and my shooting would just fall apart and I mean I I went to Vegas in 2019 and things just fell apart and I dropped 100 points in the first day and 100 points in the second day and I was second to last place I mean it just absolutely sucked but not last <laughs> but but locally you were shooting very well right? yes yeah. and so um Vegas is really where it helped me and I was noticing different things like my string was on the wrong side of my nose and I was aiming with my left eye and it just it felt good and you but were, you were maybe doing this without even noticing you were doing it correct you just all of a sudden your left eye was what you were using it, it was taking over mm -hmm. so then um, I went to the Matthews booth of course and I shot a left-handed bow and everything felt so natural and um it just my interest sparked again and i was ready to go and now here i am today and awesome. so you shot that left-handed bow and it felt natural and your first inclination was to go daddy yep <laughs> <laughs> can i get a left-handed bow now <laughs> yep and you did yep sure did and so I you think it was a good choice you made a transition, and we kind of talked a little bit before we recorded uh, with your mom and dad, and you you could, you saw an obvious change from the moment you stopped shooting right-handed, which you were doing a good job. You just weren't doing maybe what you had thought you were going to do for yourself. I wasn't at the top of my game. Mm -hmm. yeah. You saw a major change just by switching to a left-handed yes. bow. Yes. And that's all because you are left-eye left dominant. Left-eye dominant, yes. And your yeah. mechanics caught up fairly quick, it sounds like. I mean, just... Yeah. Everything just felt so natural. I mean, between pulling back the bow and loading an arrow, I mean, it was just... Yeah. That's the way it was meant to be. Hmm. And is that the first time you've ever shot a left-handed bow was at the, the Matthews booth? Or had you messed with one before? Well, I... Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I've never done it. And... There's probably a lot of people listening to our show right now. I'm another left eye dominant person who's right handed. Um, you're left handed anyway. I'm left to everything. My right, side, my right side's useless. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> but there are a lot of right handed people that are left eye dominant. That I'm one of those very uh, hard headed people that I've already spent all the money I'm going to spend on rifles and my bows. That <laughs> I'm too cheap to go and switch, but. I could see where it would be really beneficial for somebody that is left eye dominant to just make that change. Yeah. People think it's, I mean, like older people or like even people like in their 30s. I mean, they think it's too late to change. She's called us old. Yeah. Well, we hey, are. I said old people and people that are like 30. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they think it's too late to change. I mean, but if that's what, I mean, if you're a left eye dominant or right eye dominant, I mean, make the switch. It, yeah. it helps. And if you think about it, and kind of in your your instance, um, you know, I know I'm guessing neither of your parents are left-handed. You didn't think about the potential that you were left-handed. Right. You know, it's one of those things. If you yeah. do everything right-handed all your life, because it's just the only thing you know, how many people were supposed to be left-handed, but because they just their parents taught them everything right-handed, because that's they don't. Yeah. How do you recognize that if you don't know? You know. Honestly, there's probably a lot of left-handed people that started doing everything right-handed hunting-wise with mm -hmm. bow rifles because it it's available. easier to find right-handed bows. That's it's no easier just for everything right-handed because they're, you know the companies don't manufacture as many left-handed bows. Andy, how many freaking bows do you own that you can't get rid of? <laughs> you can't get rid of them. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy a left-handed bow that's well, a 32-inch draw. Exactly. Also, you have left-handed bows, and then you have 32-inch draw left-handed bows, yeah. and that just cut it in half and half. Yeah. So There's not a lot of left-handed Sasquatches. If anybody around. needs a left-handed bow, I will make them a sweet deal. I have a few. Here's one. I just don't think she can shoot a 32-inch I don't think a 32-inch draw is going to So you saw a major change 
And yes. then, you know, the things we kind of listed off uh, right when we started with you, you started winning these things and you started going to Vegas and doing really good. And you went to these national shoots and started doing good to the point that um, I guess we'll just let the cat out of the bag now. What are some goals that you're working towards right now that hopefully we'll be rooting for you, obviously, that yep. um, you're shooting towards? My main goal is to make the USA team. That's awesome. Um, this year... I'm really getting into USA Archery, so I'm shooting USATs. Um, okay. In fact, what's that I mean? leave next yeah. week. Well, what's it, what's Tell it us mean? what that okay, means. Okay, a USAT is just a series. Okay. And so there's four of them? Four of them that um, four you go di- to. Different four shoes. Different ones. So like Arizona, mm-hmm. Florida, California, and Ohio. And so um, I shoot 55 yards. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, so then you get, like, ranked, and then there's, like, a point system that they go off of. So it doesn't matter if you're first, second, or third each time. You could take fifth place one time, first place the next, and ninth the second or mm-hmm. the third time. And it's all around your average or the point system. It's the, it's the total ranking in all three Correct. events. And or th- is it top three scores from those four shoots? Um, yeah. And so um, – Next week I leave for Florida to go shoot one USAT. Um, Arizona already passed. I'd, Corona kind of messed everything up. Um, you have to get accepted at all these shoots now. Uh-huh. So, um, and I got accepted the last week, of course. Oh, man. Was not prepared. And <laughs> so, um, but now I'm just, I just have to work towards right. getting to the USA team. And even if I don't make it this year, I mean, I have plenty of other years. And yeah. You're 15. Yeah, <laughs> you got some I, I would like to make it to the USA team. Though. That would That's be awesome. awesome. That is amazing. Tell us about some of these other shoots you're doing too. We we kind of list them listed them off, but um, NFAA, you know, I, is that a, as a circuit or um, or what is that? You know, Andy and I really don't know a whole lot about competitive shooting, competitive like we, archery. We, we go over to one of the local clubs mm-hmm. and shoot 3D. I mean, that's about what we. Our extent of knowledge. So tell us about, you know, the NFAA. Tell us about Vegas. You know, what are the differences in some of these things? So NFAA is, um, it stands for National Field Archery Association. Of course, it's an association. I now know that. That. <laughs> I mean, I wrote it on paper. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. Um, they hold, like, a lot of different tournaments. So um, Vegas corresponds with NFAA. Um, they do indoor shoots, outdoor shoots. Um and now at say this NFAA, it's if I'm not mistaken, it's a five spot target, right? Is that okay, well, there's explain the targets and the, and the points. <laughs> okay, explain like so how and how many arrows say you would shoot at each target. Like what what would you you explain it to somebody who's never been to one of these? Like myself, I know you're only 15, but explain it to me like I'm five. Okay, so <laughs> um. A five-spot target is literally five spots. Um, they're white and blue. And you got an X ring, which is your tiebreaker. Then you have your five, which an X and a five are the same thing. Okay. Um, and that would be your white. And then you have two blue lines, and they are both fours. Um, and there's also a single spot, but like that's kind of like your lower-level shooters, if you would say. And so, but um, NFA shoots a five spot, a three spot, which is what you shoot in Vegas. And, and like five is like the two, one, two, and a three is just yes. like one, two, three. No, th- well, there's two different kinds of threes. You have your imperial three, which is your Straight from top to bottom. Okay. And then you have a triangular three. So you have one or two at the bottom and one at the top. Okay. Um, and so those are yellow, red, and blue. Okay. And then... um. Those go all the way out to six, so you have um, ten and a little baby X. So it's a little baby X, ten, which your X is, again, a ten. Mm-hmm. And then you have a nine ring. That's your yellow. But you can have an X that is a ten, but a ten that's not an X. Correct. correct? Gotcha. Um, then you have um, two red rings, which is an eight and a seven, and then a six ring, which is your blue. Um and then, of course, there's an Imperial, which USA shooters, that's what they shoot. Okay. Is the three spot, or the Imperial three. 
and then they also have um, it's called NFAA FIDA and FIELD. Um, FIELD, it, you walk through the woods. It's kind of like 3D but without animals. Mm. On the last day, you shoot animals, okay. but they're like paper animals. So the first yeah. day, you'll shoot a black center and white outside rings. Okay. And then the second day, you'll shoot um, white inside and black rings. Okay. Um, and then the third day you will shoot 30 arrows and they're just paper animals. So, and on that, it's a little different. Um, if you shoot like one arrow and it scored as a 12, um, or say you shot a zero. Okay. So you could step up to your next yardage and then you say you smoked a 12 on that one but it wouldn't count as a 12 since you had to shoot a second arrow so i think it drops to a 10 maybe an 11. okay um so that that game is quite challenging it's like you get a mulligan a little bit but yeah we should do that next time yeah i have a lot of zeros (laughs) (laughs) get rid of them fives um and then you have your um FIDA, which is what I shoot in USA Archery. Um, For youth or for cubs, you shoot 10, 20, 30. Youth, you shoot uh, 30, 40, 50. And then for like young adult and um, all your championship divisions, you shoot 40, 50, 60. And so it's a big 120 centimeter target. Um, It has colors yellow red blue black and white and so um and that it's all scored exactly the same Mm -hmm. so and then we have that's all for nfaa that i can think of so you 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 just started this uh oh my gosh ust is that what usa usat usat yeah that was close i missed (laughs) the a (laughs) so you just started doing that and then you got the NFAA stuff. Uh, Vegas is part of that. Yep. Um, and then you've done 4-H in Missouri for, I'm guessing, since you started shooting yes. competitively. That's where it all started. Cool. And that is similar to those? Do they use their same rules for the most part? Totally different? Um, <laughs> don't even get me started on that, really. <laughs> it's quite different. Um, they've got the concept just not the scoring. Yeah. So they, we shoot 3D, but, I mean, if you shoot ASA 3D and you go out on a 4-H course, I mean, it's you're going to be lost. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm lost on an ASA course. Yeah, I was Where's that put me on 4-H? <laughs> <laughs> now, so, do, you, do you do a lot of ASA 3D shooting just, for, like, for fun when you aren't well, last in year Florida I did. and all those different places. <laughs> last year I shot some ASAs, and I'm gonna be honest with you, 3D is not my favorite thing. Um, I like to hunt. I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I like to hunt, um, but 3D just isn't the same. I don't get the adrenaline rush. Um, you know what to expect when you walk up to a target. I mean. And from shooting 55 yards and then going from different yardages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on every target, I mean, it's a, it's a different game. you got to really know your targets. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because what Andy and I think about 3D is about it is that's the stuff we like. We like one shot might be 32 yards, the next one might be 47, and it might be a javelina. Yeah. And it might be now the difference between like what we do when we go is <laughs> if we've got a javelina at 46 yards, um, we just shoot to kill it. Right. Right. Which might be a eight because the 12 is actually here or whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, some of these guys that, you know, are really serious about these 3D shoots, they've got these cards with every different manufacturer and, you know, this is Shows where the where top the 12 is, is or whatnot. And uh, we have do- started doing a better job of bringing binoculars with us, and then yeah. we go, oh, there, uh, there it is. That's <laughs> a big thing. I mean, like for ASAs, there is so many competitive people. I mean, Levi Morgan, top ASA shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he uh, won Shooter of the Year many times. I mean, 
I would like to get to that point to where, like, I could shoot 3D, but, I mean, it's just not my passion. Where you're I focused would, on your spot shooting, right? Yeah, yeah, and I like, I mean, like I've said before, my main thing is to make that USA team Absolutely. and mm -hmm. to shoot the big targets and yeah. things like that. So let's let's remember Levi because we want to we want to yeah. talk about that because we're super jealous that you know him. But um, so what is it about the shooting that you do now that gives you that ad adrenaline rush? Um, and how is it different for you than hunting? I mean, hunting is obviously a, an adrenaline rush for all of us. Yes. I would hope so. Um, what is What do you like so much about the, the indoor stuff that you do, the NFAA and the USAT? I'm getting better at it. Um, what do you like so much about it, and what gives you that adrenaline rush that you just don't get with 3D? Um, well, I think it's really like the competition. I mean, shooting 3D, you don't stand on the line with someone face-to-face -face or stand back-to-back -to, -back to someone. Mm -hmm. And on the line for indoors or outdoors, I mean, you're standing, looking at the people, seeing exactly where they hit at the same yeah. time that you're shooting. That I makes mean, sense. Um, it really, I mean, I don't have a problem with shooting 3D. It's just, you know. Yeah. Well, and I... It, well, we do the 3D reason we like it is because do. that is exactly how we do 3D. <laughs> we, we if do it's three, <laughs> we're probably breaking rules. I'm sorry for everybody. But well, we don't even turn our scores in. We'll so go through really like four, about yeah. four of us, and we'll stand there and kind of what we're doing now, make fun of each other while we're shooting. Yeah, and you know, haha, you gotta go first and shoot that. You know, and so yeah, for so us, we, it's we do kind of have that competition yeah. where I watch so Andy I can, shoot. I can understand where see where at. he hits. You know, all those things. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, like ASA, that's just strictly 3D. But no one really talks. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of like you're by yourself till you walk up to the target. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't, you don't sit there and discuss, like, what yardage it is. I mean, it, even though it's a known yardage, they right. have unknown classes. But mm -hmm. even though it's a known yardage, you're not just going to be like, hey, that one's, like, 45 yards. Like, yeah. you know. So, but, like, I like sticking to a certain yardage or. Everybody knows the rules you're yes. playing by. You just have to be the better person that day. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something I think is interesting. Tell us, tell people a little bit about your like your practice. Obviously, you don't get this good by not practicing. I mean, even in the winter months, where do you practice at? Well, my dad was nice enough to build me my own shooting range. Um, but before that shooting range, this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> before before the range, this is when back when I first kind of kind of met you and your family. Tell us a little bit where you practice that. I practice through my house, um, <laughs> through my kitchen, through the hallway, and into my bedroom. And to get 20 yards, we cut a hole in my wall and put a cooler outside just so I could shoot. Um, That's dedication. That, it helped. Um, it made a really big difference. And then. Because you shoot all year round then. Yeah. Now that I have my shooting building. Um, there you go. It really, I like to practice every day, so. All I know is your parents love you a lot more than I love my children. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know how many holes. Yeah. How many holes are in your house right now? Besides the one your dad cut in the wall anyway for okay, you. Okay. Um, I would say about 15. I've had a few incidents. That's a um, lot under what I thought it would be, honestly. <laughs> I've but had that a was a, <laughs> I was thinking about me shooting. I've had a few incidents <laughs> where my release has went off and I went into the ceiling. Um, I broke some doorways. Um, there's been some interesting things happening in the house. I did. Yeah. I, I can, I can only imagine just thinking myself shooting in my house. <laughs> that is pretty good. I've shot in my basement before. I shot in my basement. Mm -hmm. The nice thing is it wasn't finished. And if I missed the target, I lost an arrow because, you know, it didn't do very well when it hit the concrete. But, um... Yeah, that's that's a first. Well done, Dad. Just, <laughs> yes, well done. thanks. Yeah, and I'm sure you had to approve it, Christy. So you know, well done there too. Uh, I kind of <laughs> just we're doing it anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I can imagine that conversation. Yeah, um, you like to talk trash at all? Uh, you a trash talker? You know, if like another kid's sitting next to you, you know, getting ready to go, can you're you? Like, hey, don't mess us up. <laughs> well, it's not allowed. But there's people that do it. Do they really? Yeah. I was. I really was just joking. I just assumed it didn't happen. Oh well, I'm not joking. <laughs> I've been trash talk like in my own group before. I mean, it's it happens. My age group 
It's probably the most dramatic <laughs> age group I have ever been in. No, not 15. teenage girls are dramatic. I no. mean, <laughs> there's times where it's just, man, I yeah. I can't stand this girl. You I know? thought I thought you were going to ask about you know like what bow she like better so we can trash talk you, but mm-hmm. I mean if we want we can oh, do okay. that. So for everybody listening, Leanne, you like Matthews bows obviously, yes. right? You uh, <laughs> you stopped by Matthews booth and shot a left-handed one so that's what you shoot so what what bow do you shoot right now i shoot a matthews trx 38 yeah and for hunting i shoot a matthews advail okay yeah and andy shoots a matthews and everybody else i know shoots a matthews yeah yeah but you botex they're not making your size what huh that's very (laughs) no (laughs) i do like to shoot a 30 inch axle axle and i'm also cheap so i i'm shooting a 11-year-old bow now. Yeah. And it's one of those things. You might have been this way, Leanne. Um, I know you're not, you know, haven't been around shooting bows forever, but I really enjoy my bow, and I don't really want to go changing things. It shoots well. I haven't had problems shooting animals. Do pretty good when we do the 3D stuff. Haven't had problems with it. So this last year, I decided instead of going and buying a new bow, which I could have done, I went and got it restrung. And yeah, it's going to be going again. So I promise that if I do go buy a new bow, I'll look at Matthews. I'm also going to look at Bowtex and uh. probably some other stuff. But uh, you, you got to shoot them all, you know. You, you never know. But if you're shooting a Bowtech now, why why would you stick to a Bowtech if you want to shoot them all? I mean, <laughs> my, I might stick to a Bowtech. <laughs> See, they, they've got it. What was it? The Realm SR6. I really liked those back when they came out. Um, the new VXR was kind of nice. I shot one of those. I was at a bow shop for some reason. Just, they said I could shoot it, so I did. Hoyt made something I was interested in, which I already heard your opinions on those, Leanne. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm probably not going to buy anything for a few more years anyway. I had a couple different ones. I had a bear I really like. I still have it set up. I shoot it from every once in a while. Then I went to an Athens. We were in the middle. (laughs) I've told the story before on the podcast. Getting ready to go to Colorado, the limb blew up. I had like panic shopped, and I shot the Hoyt or Hoyt the Matthews VXR, and I just that's it. I shot Bought one it. time. I was like, yeah, just put put that one together. That was it. Yeah, I used to shoot whenever I was a cub or shooting 4H. I shot a Hoyt Ignite, mm-hmm. and when I got a Matthews <laughs> put in my hand, I was like, this is it the one. Over. It was, it felt so good. 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 So what? So besides bow, I mean, obviously this goes way farther than just you know, pick up a bow and shoot. Like, what, tell us about the type of sight. Is like, is it a single pin sight? Uh, your release. Um, what type of stabilizers? Like, give us a little breakdown of your gear and like what what you like running. Yeah, we already we already know that arrows. You shoot different bows, a different bow when you're doing your competitive shooting than you do hunting. Yes. Which like for Andy and myself, we don't. You know, we take the same stuff hunting to our 3d courses and that's kind of like we've said that's kind of just helping us get prepared for the the hunting season so that we're not in our backyard shooting our block over and over and over we get to see different targets at different elevations and you know you might find out your third axis is a little off you know that sort of stuff so what's that (laughs) that you're up and down you know (laughs) that sort of stuff that might explain a few things yeah and um so i shoot the same thing 3d that i do uh, hunting, but we're also not competitive shooters. So right. we already know you shoot a, a vastly different bow. You said your yes. your competitive shooting bow is a thirty eight. Yes, which is almost as tall TRX as you. Thirty eight, right? Just about. I used to get called the girl with the big white bow. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been a thing. Yeah. So what do you do differently, like Andy said, with your sights and all that different thing? Um. So on my competition bow, I shoot. A single pin. Um, it's an XL sight. Um, and then for hunting, I shoot a five pin. Yeah, five pin. And um, do you have any problems ever like transitioning? Like you're, you're is that I guess a big enough difference for you that you're able to just transition back and forth pretty easy? Yeah, I mean it's pretty simple. Um, I really don't see a big difference in it. I mean, whenever I shoot a single pin, the pin comes out the bottom mm-hmm. instead yeah. of out the sides. So, I mean, it's completely different. Okay. Um, And then for, like, my rest, I shoot two completely different rests. Um, 
One's a drop away, a mm-hmm. QAD, drop yeah. away rest. Is that and on your competition or hunting? That's on my hunting bow. Okay. And then for my competition bow, I shoot um, the Jesse Broader, Broadwater Freak Show by AAE. Oh, okay. And um, it's just um, you c- it- you're able to switch them out. Um, so indoors, I'm kind of jumping around here, but huh. indoors I shoot a 23 diameter arrow. Okay. And for outdoors, I shoot a one thousandths. So it's a really big change. Um, and why is that? Why do you shoot different for different indoor versus outdoor? Indoors, um, you don't have wind. You don't have um, different like levels of ground and stuff. And okay. you don't have to have a fast arrow to shoot indoors. Um, you can get the slowest arrow to fly. If you can get the slowest arrow to fly for you, I mean, shoot it. You're a controlled environment. So yes. You have to, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I shoot a 23 and... Um, that's what I've got to fly good for me. I've tried 27s and mm-hmm. they're just way too slow for me. I, I can't get them broke down enough with tip weight and all okay. that kind of stuff. And so with outdoors, you got the wind, you have different ground. And, um, of course I'm shooting a lot longer distance. So my arrows need to be flying through the air as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. I need them to break down and flex through the air to break through that wind. Yeah. And, um, so my shot is strong. So um, that's why I shoot two different types of arrows. I shoot a um, victory for outdoors mm-hmm. and a uh, black eagle yeah. for indoors. Um, <laughs> um, the rests, I'm a huge fan. I've never shot a blade before, and mm-hmm. this year was my first year shooting one. So far, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, and the blades like the like the real skinny thing that comes out looks like yes. a little like looks like a snake tongue. It's yep. Up. Okay, okay. Um. So the freak show has a lot of adjustments on it. Mm-hmm. Um. You could there's a block that goes on your bow and it has a level on it and you can take say I was shooting wanted to shoot outdoors one day I can take my whole entire rest off the block stays on my bow and I can put my indoor rest on okay. and I can go shoot. Um. You could have them completely just set up, ready to go, yep. and just and, and that's out. what I did this year. Um, cool. And the blade size, I have different blade sizes, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm just so far, I'm a huge fan of it, and haven't really shot it in the wind much, but yeah. I haven't really had any problems with anything. So, cool. what about releases? Um, my releases. So I shoot a true ball for. Um, Hunting, I like to shoot a wrist strap Mm -hmm. release, and I shoot the execution. Um, It's a nice release. It's heavy, but I I like how it shoots, and it's I like it. (laughs) And so for indoors, I shoot a back tension. Um, This is the one I I can't. I I honestly shoot my neighbor's house. (laughs) It would happen. I shoot. It's different. I mean, if you've never done it before, yeah, for sure too. I had a really big change whenever I went from like a thumb button to that. I mean, from holding my thumb on the peg to pull back to having my thumb off the peg to pull back for a thumb or a thumb release. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a really big change. But um, I shoot an HBC um, Honey Badger Claw for indoors. Um, Nice release. Uh, Just what's I mean, you basically just go by what fits in your hand, what's comfortable, right? Yeah, they have multiple different sizes. I mean, I shoot the small because my hands are obviously small. And um, it just feels good in my hand and mm-hmm. everything. And I shoot it with a click so that I am I know when to be prepared. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, if I pull back and my click is taking way too long to go off, then I know I need to let down and restart my shot process. Um um, if my click goes off before I'm even to my face, I know that, okay, I need to either let down or rotate my hand forward. Um, there's multiple adjustments on it. I mean, make it fit yourself. Yeah. So I could just see it now. The first time I tried shooting that release inside with everybody watching, (laughs) you ever seen the movie, uh, Tommy boy? Oh, (laughs) you're only 15, but have you ever seen that movie? Nope. (laughs) Okay. Your parents have, I bet you money. You know, it'd be that thing where the, I'd I'd release an arrow and go into the ceiling, and I'd be like, "What'd you do?" <laughs> <laughs> to the guy next to me. I can see it now. 
Um, you, I mean, it's it's a timing thing too. Then yes, it's a very big timing, um, especially shooting outdoors. I mean, you really have to play the wind before the wind plays you. I mean, you really yeah. gotta time your wind and your shot sequence. I mean, you have a shot sequence when there's no wind when you're shooting indoors, and whenever you go outdoors, I mean, you got the wind, you got the sun, you have, I mean, trees, the shadow of trees on your. Mm-hmm. Uh, target so I mean kind of time that stuff and get used to timing different things so yeah and then stabilizers uh, I shoot a 27 inch on the front um, I shoot three ounces on the front and I shoot a 12 inch on the back with 13 ounces so and that's just what levels up to me um, people like to shoot V bars and so is that your, your heavier weight in the back? back. So it's, I mean, is that just like personal feel? I mean, is that just, yeah, I mean, um, really cause you got all your weight on one side of your bow. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. trying to level it out. You don't, I mean, people put their stabilizers on the top of their bow. Tim Gillingham, for example, he'll, he puts V bars on the top and the bottom. Um, it's mm. really just whatever fits you, um, so, I mean, there's different degrees that you can put it. There's, right. You can change your weights. Um, the AE bars, um, there's a like a dampener on them, and you can adjust where the dampener is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like my dampener, I like it in the middle. Okay. And on my front stabilizer, I like it probably, I don't know, maybe 20 inches down the stabilizer. Mm-hmm. Um, not really at the bottom, but not in the middle. And it, I just like how that feels. Um, I have no vibration in my bow. So that's cool. Cool. So a lot of, I mean, it sounds like it's just, a, it's a lot of just what feels right to you. Yes. I mean, there's no right or wrong in a lot of this, this stuff you're talking about. Just, yeah. There's, and I think that's, what's impressive to me more than anything is I, I have to have things so perfect and to be a person that goes from one extreme to the other is is really impressive to me that you go from shooting a 38-inch bow to a, I have no idea what your hunting bow is. I think it's a 27 or 28. So much smaller to different releases, to different sights. Everything mm-hmm. is, is different. Uh, a guy like me, uh, I would have a hard time adju- making those adjustments. And you not only do it, you do it really well that you're yes. winning these national competitions. So yeah, um, it's pretty awesome. Talking about stabilizers, uh, for hunting, I really don't shoot much of a stabilizer. Mm-hmm. I shoot an 8-inch on the front, mm-hmm. and I have nothing on the back. But here lately, I've been – I have had a stabilizer on the front, and I put a Tacticam on the front of it. Yeah. So, um, but those mm-hmm. are the – And he does the same thing. Yep, that's, that's what yep, my That's his stabilizer is, is, is basically. Tacticam. And so, I'm too cheap, so I've just got a bee stinger <laughs> I really in front of mine. Uh, I yep. really don't even know how to use mine, but I'm still learning. <laughs> push, push, push the button, button apparently. <laughs> We've had Tacticam on our show a while back, and mm-hmm. that, it's the way he explained it. You just push the button, and you're good to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's good to know. <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty easy. It's pretty fun to to capture stuff like hunting and stuff with those things. But. Yeah. Yeah, my dad really doesn't do a good job. <laughs> he uh go fire your cameraman here? he i shot out a doe Uh-oh. and he's looking away right now i <laughs> mean everything was so perfect and it was going to be my first bow kill with a left-handed bow and he didn't push the start button <laughs> oh, man. so and so he goes i think i got it on camera and i reached up and i hit the record button he said huh <laughs> <laughs> i said yeah you didn't get it oh man <laughs> Oh, but shoot. other than that, he he does pretty good. It happens. It happens. <laughs> well, so tell us a little bit, real quickly, about what's left for you to try to uh, qualify for Team USA. What what do you, what hurdles do you have left to uh, hopefully reach this goal? Really, all the hurdles just started. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I've only went to one USAT, and that was in uh-huh. Ohio, and that was for 2020, and things just did not go so hot. Um, it was my first major outdoor tournament Mm -hmm. with left-handed and again, I haven't been shooting left-handed very long anyways. It's been almost exactly a year or it is exactly a year. 
and um, so I had a little oopsie on the second day, and I had the highest score out there. And my last arrow, I decided oh, it was a good idea to drop a seven, oh, and shoot. it just ruined everything. So, but um, yeah, the hurdles just started, and I guess we'll see what this week, upcoming weekend, week and weekend brings me. So tell us about you. You touched on that a little bit earlier. Where where are you heading? I'm heading to Florida. Okay. So we're going to be at the – And this is a USAT shoot yes. in Florida? Awesome. Yep. So what will be kind of your regiment there? What Like how many day shoot is it? How many arrows you got to shoot? And what type of target? Um, It's a two-day shoot. You shoot 70, 70 arrows. Um, the targets are a little different. We shoot an 80-centimeter. And so it's a small target compared to a 120, what I'm used to shooting for um, FIDA. So that's pretty much the only difference in it. And, yeah. So, so Team USA, is that – is there a, a men's and women's division? Is it just one team? Is no, there a youth so division? Or are you trying out for, like, the, the whole hog Team USA? No. So um – of course, you have, like, your cubs, your youth, your young adult, but they're, like, there's a whole bunch of different names. Mm -hmm. I mean, then you have your championship divisions and all that kind of stuff, and so um, they choose four people, and three of them get to shoot, and then you just have your backup, of course, mm -hmm. and so, um, I mean. So it's um, it's not really a, they pick you. You don't well, you to qualify, qualify somehow. Yeah, you, I mean, um, it's all ranked off of like a point system, so it it all depends on your performance. Gotcha. So, um, there's also another thing called world archery. It's it's pretty much the same thing, just you travel the world instead of staying in the United States. I mean, like the Team USA. I mean, you'll go out of country. Um, they're going to Poland this year. Um. It was originally in Australia, so wow. and then it got changed. So, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of different things that come into play when shooting the USATs and what you have to prepare for. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty awesome. Well, you have, I mean, the reason Andy and I wanted to have you on is honestly you're an inspiration to a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, I mean, young ladies, archers of all kinds, young people. Mm -hmm. uh, female hunters, female, female hunters, shooters. all kinds of stuff. But so before we um, get off, though, I want to get into. You've also got to meet one of Andy and I's. Um, what would you call it? Like we really think this guy's cool. <laughs> How about that, <laughs> Levi Morgan? Yes. Um, tell us about Levi. <sighs> Levi's a big guy. I'm gonna straight <laughs> out tell you that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've I've watched a lot of his videos and I've learned a lot from yeah. the guy um first time seeing him was on an ASA course and I was so excited to see him and he walked by he stopped he looked at me I looked at him and I kept right on walking <laughs> <laughs> um it was but I mean he is a phenomenal shooter um I wouldn't take anything away from the guy uh of course he shoots a Matthews <laughs> yeah yeah uh so and you said he's super nice yeah yeah he's, he's nice he's there for the kids i mean cool he d he doesn't really show up uh, he shows up but like whenever they're doing like the pro things or anything like that he doesn't really let himself show a lot because i mean one year in cincinnati we went and in for nationals and he, nobody had seen him and mm -hmm. he, they walked out or he walked out and everybody's like Levi Morgan's here they announced it and I mean it was just a swarm of people oh, that went man. around him <laughs> yeah. so I mean yeah he's very popular and but I have met a lot of great people shooting and Jesse Broadwater one of my guy, one of my buddies um Paige Pierce so that's, that's awesome awesome well Andy and I like I said we are super excited to have talked to you uh, get to talk to you you are definitely an inspiration to all the people we mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, we are big fans of yours. Yep. Um, and we're rooting for you. We we follow you on your uh, your Facebook stuff. Oh, before we do hop off, yeah, yeah why don't you tell everybody how they, how, how they can keep up progress. with you. Yeah. Um, okay, so you can follow my Facebook. Um, it's just Leanne Drake, L-E-A-N-N, -N, 
and then Drake, of course. Um, I post some stuff on Instagram, so Drake dot Leanne or something like that. And so <laughs> <laughs> I really don't even know it, but we'll, it's something like we'll that. Tag, we'll tag that with the. I mean, you have like it. Leanne Drake's archery page right on Facebook. Yeah, I really don't post on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I post I'm, on my main page I'm more than I post. The wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I post on my main page more than I post on my archery page, so it's just easier. More people follow my actual page yeah so but yeah that's awesome like i said we uh we we follow what you do and Mm -hmm. you know i'll I'll see your post about how you did i'm like well good job i don't even i never even met you before tonight (laughs) either you know the only person i've ever met actually is your mother um and so you know it's it's cool to follow along you're you're a local kid uh you live you're from the same county that we're from and I think that, you know, makes us even bigger fans that, you Absolutely. know, you root for that local kid. We had a, a local Lafayette County boy a few years ago make Team USA out of Wellington. Yep. Yep. Yes, I've shot with him before. So we, oh, cool. you know, we, we, we root for those local people and those Missouri folks yep. uh, in those situations. So, well, you I know, think it's awesome, to, like, you know, the, the big dreams and you're going after it. And I mean, I just think it's cool how much you practice, how much you prepare. Where, I mean, just. You, you have that, that passion for it, and I think it's just awesome to, to watch you to go for those goals. Yep. Yeah, it takes a lot of um, work and determination. Um, it also takes a lot of pressure. You may think <laughs> I'm crazy, but, I mean, you walk out and you may think it's like a stress-free zone, and you get on the line, and the nerves start taking over. Your heart starts beating real fast, and you just got to get used to it. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I've never walked out on the line, and my I've been totally calm. I mean, it's what's the, the saying? Get same. comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, something like that. That sounds about right. So, but yeah, it takes a lot of work, a lot of practice, a lot of time, and it's not. I've heard this from a lot of people, and I'm just now starting to get why they say it and why they tell people this. But archery is not just about shooting a bow. There's a lot of things that go into play um, between fletching an arrow, knowing how to tie a D-loop, <laughs> putting a peep in. I mean, there's a lot of things that come. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen multiple people hand their bows to their dads to adjust their sights. I mean, you've got to know how to do that if you are if you want to go somewhere with it. I mm-hmm. mean, Andy, you remember a few years ago our first fletching party we had? <laughs> <laughs> We we bought I don't know how many dozen arrows. We we from each Black bought Eagle. like two dozen arrows from Black Eagle. Yeah, and then we all went over to my house, <laughs> which was what the six of us. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. All went over to my house and started fletching. We had an arrow saw. We had arrow saw. We had yeah. a spinner. <laughs> we had. We thought we were going to do something pretty cool, and I. Yeah, it was bad. That was I ended up uh getting angry and I walking out, I think. <laughs> of your own house. <laughs> I, I I broke Russell's brand new Arizona Easy Fletch, which we ended up not using anyway, but I broke it. Um You're pretty liberal with the glue at the time. I was, yeah. I used a lot of glue, I'll tell you that right now. Um I've learned a lot. See? <laughs> you know I've gotten better yeah. over the years. <laughs> I've um I fletched around probably 14 arrows in the past week and i do not know how many times i stripped them off and redid them because i was not happy with them and they didn't look good um there's a lot of things to learn about fletching that's why i kind of tell my dad that he should do it but (laughs) sometimes he just doesn't Uh um (laughs) yeah but yeah it's really um i mean you're probably right i i probably redo as many as i get finished but then i've gotten uh, I'll toot my own horn. I've gotten pretty good at fletching arrows. I've I got a bits and burger down in the basement, and I just go down, turn some radio on, and start doing it. And I am very particular. I don't even know if you do this, but the way I tip and tail, is that You're straight just terms? OCD. Particular is not the word. OCD would be the I don't know term. if you even do it, but I, I'll do a little uh, – what's that stuff I use? Glue. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's a different – I don't remember the name of it. It's called titanium or something. But I'll do a little tip and tail on the front edge of the fletch and the, the rear edge. So for like passing through and stuff, yeah, and yeah, little bead. I, yeah, yeah, just a little guy, but it's got to be this beautiful. If it's not, off it comes. See, <laughs> and I have like, I don't know if you guys do this or whatever, but left helical and right helical mm-hmm. are big things. Um, even right-handed, I couldn't get a right helical to shoot for me. I've always shot left helical, and if I take my bits and burger 
head off or whatever and it just doesn't it, mm-hmm. too much of a curve in it or something it has to be stripped down i cannot stand to look at and there's, See, a, but was, there's a lot of things to learn i've always been told like you were like i don't know i got a couple of buddies they'll take and they'll mark their arrow no fletchings they'll mark their arrow they'll walk you know like 10 feet or five feet from the target shoot it and see which way it starts to rotate and then match the helical up with whatever way whether split you know if it turned left put a left helical to just assist it in the same direction that way you're not fighting the natural turn of it yes and paper tuning is also a big thing um even without them fletched i know a guy from raytown um doug doug hutchison yes um that's my man that's the man that's the guy he (laughs) taught me a lot in about two hours in his garage yes he is very shameless plug Doug, doug hutchison with chase archery yes that's where so i I highly recommend mentioned him to you that's mm-hmm. where I found out about him from. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he restrung my bow and yes. taught me about all kinds of stuff when uh, when I went and picked it up and some stuff I was doing wrong shooting that he kind of helped me with. And Yeah, um, I'll take my bow up to him if I'm, if I'm having issues or something, and he will get that thing shooting out of the spot hog perfect. I mean, 20 times in one hole, and he's That's just, he, it's yeah. amazing. Um, but paper tuning is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even without them fletched, like I was saying, um, trying to get them to shoot in the same exact hole or the same exact tear each time. Um, it makes a big difference in how they fly and everything like that. So Understandable. Yeah, he's, he's a knowledgeable guy, and you would never guess it. Mm. He doesn't right. talk about himself, doesn't promote himself at all. Um, he's just, just by word of mouth, he, loves, he just knows I mean, what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important part. Yeah. So Leanne, thanks for coming on with us. Yep. No problem. We are Thank you. super impressed by what you're doing. We're looking forward to more and more as you get, hell, you've only been shooting a damn bow for five years now <laughs> hey, and hey, left-handed for 15. Yeah. I probably should have said that word. <laughs> Language. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, you've only been shooting left-handed for what? A year. A year. Yeah. So you're really just getting started. So yeah, I, yeah, I felt that it was a new life. I mean, that sounds crazy, but it really was a game changer. So I highly recommend if you're, if you think you're right hand or left eye dominant or right eye dominant, make the change. Follow, <laughs> follow your, your eyes. Yes. Yeah. And if there's, you know, people listen out there that have kids that show any interest in this, um, get them going, mm-hmm. you know, get them, yes. get them a bow. Even if it's a cheap used bow, I've got. Honestly, my kids go outside with this old diamond. I don't even know what it is. It's just a diamond. And they shoot with their fingers and just shoot into this little foam target I've got and have a a fun time. And I'm probably going to start dropping money on my son on an actual bow and releases and arrows, which is why I'm going to stick with that 11-year-old bow tech most likely and (laughs) keep running it. I'm calling Becca and saying you're going to have to cut a hole in the wall. I think it's a good idea. Get nope, I'm good with target. that. I'm good with not doing that. Oh, okay. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll open the basement door. How about that? <laughs> but um, so congrats on all you've done. I mean, we, we read off that at the beginning. I don't know where I put it. You've you've won some really cool events uh, this year and, and placed highly in other ones that you didn't quite win. But So you're doing a great job. We're excited for you. Absolutely. Um, I think there's more great things to come. Yep. Thank you. And we'll keep – Rooting you on, and you know, for some reason, you don't make Team USA this year. The best part is, uh, you got a few years. You've got some time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, how old was Zach when he? Do you remember? He was in high school. Was he? Yeah, I think he was sixteen, seventeen, something like that. That sounds right. Yeah, he he wasn't very old. I remember that uh, when he did make Team USA. So, yeah, we're we're rooting for you. Thank you. So, congrats and thanks for coming on with us tonight. Yep. Thanks. Andy, you got anything? That's it. All right, Leanne, see you later. See ya. Well, that was a lot of information and a lot of good uh, good stuff there from Leanne. I'm really excited for her, and uh, I think she's going to have some big things ahead of her. What do you think? Yeah, uh, we're excited. I'm, uh, I'm glad I didn't bring my bow, and yeah. you know we were going to shoot with her, and I still would like to shoot with her sometimes. She could teach us a thing or two, but she'd also embarrass both of us. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with that, I guess, you know. I don't know if it really embarrasses. It's expected. Yeah, it's I expected. Mean, we she, just know. You know, she's really good at what she does. And, you know, what I think is really cool is the change that she made from going from being right-handed to left-handed because of her, her, her eye dominance. And a guy like me, who is the exact same way, it does make you think, 
maybe I should go try a left-handed bow sometime. Might and maybe I will. You might be able to beat me one of them 3D shoots if you did. I don't need that to beat you at a 3D shoot. No, no. Uh-oh, it's about to start. <laughs> Are we about to get in a pissing match? Let's <laughs> let's get into it. I don't I don't need that help. Oh, okay. We'll find out. I mean, the last time we shot together. You keep saying this. I don't remember it. It never happened. Yes, you 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 just you talked about it in the show. The last time we shot together, I was whooping your ass so bad that sorry, <laughs> Leanne's still listening to us. My bad. Uh, I was l- whipping your butt so bad that you purposely broke your bow oh. so that you wouldn't have to sh- keep shooting. I believe I was beating you when that happened. Oh my gosh. You always think you're winning, but I, then you, you throw your bow and snap it. I throw my bow. Oh, wait, that wasn't you. That was Pat. <laughs> that, that was, that's a true story. Pat literally threw his bow one time. That was funny. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to shoot left-handed. But if I did, it would just be over. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even ever want to go with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the We're s- going to have to have Leanne settle this. All right. I think <laughs> this is the fun we have on our 3D shoots, which is why we like <laughs> it so much. We but, do this same talking. To each other while we're shooting, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's why we had Leanne on though because we both like shooting, uh, like competitive shooting. We're both competitive people. Yep. And to be at the level she is at 15 years old is one. I mean, it's impressive. We both have little girls. I mean, I think it's kind of an inspiration, hopefully, to for as fathers for them, you know, to yeah. to set goals and and really go after them. So. Yeah, and you you know, I mean, Leanne's obviously a great archer, and you know, different kids have different things that they they get into and enjoy absolutely um my daughter is 13 years old and um for whatever reason doesn't enjoy the outdoors like me and doesn't want to really shoot but man she's a awesome little athlete and i love going to watch her play sports and um doing that stuff that she has a passion for and obviously your daughter's uh, a lot younger than that and she's two and a half yeah (laughs) she just she wanted to do my hair when i got here yeah and i'm i'm very bald for the most part she's doing hair today i smashed my finger the other day so she's all about she's don't don't worry dad i'm a doctor i'll fix it it's good that's good that makes me think when kylie was about that age she doc mcstuffins was a big thing back then (laughs) she had a little doctor bag and all that stuff now i feel old awesome well it was a great show. Absolutely. She did a great job. We really had a great time with her. Thanks to Leanne and her parents for coming out. Um, yes. And really her parents for allowing her to do this. We uh, we were really excited about uh, the idea of, of talking to her. So mm-hmm. um, we wish nothing but the success, but success to her moving yep. forward. And I think she's uh, got a couple big shoots here coming up. She's getting ready to travel for one here. So good luck to her in that one. Yeah. We'll be following on her Facebook page if you didn't catch it. Uh, you have to rewind because I don't remember what they are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just her name, Leanne Drake, on Facebook. Yeah. We'll tag those in the yep. show uh, the show notes and all that stuff on both our Instagram and Facebook platforms. And everybody hop on there and wish her luck because yes. I think she's leaving for Florida very soon. You're pretty quick. Yeah. Actually, she probably will be in Florida by the time this show comes out. Yep. But Wish her luck. Give her a follow. Yep. And uh, if that's it, we'll uh, hop, this, hop off this show. That's all I got. All right. We'll see you all.